are live. I want to say good morning, afternoon, or evening, Wilkes County. It's me, Brandon, broadcasting from the humble town of North Wilkesboro, where the orange barrels outnumber the citizens. Today we have Bill the Thrill Sexton. Welcome, Bill. Hello. How are you? Hey, hey. Uh, I want to say that, uh, you know, Bill the Thrill should have been on your campaign signage. Uh, <laughs> well, how about don't be silly, vote for Billy. <laughs> I like that. I like that one. Uh, who came up with that one? Uh, my granddaughter did. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of debating. Bill the Thrill? From Trap Hill. Bill the Thrill from Trap Hill. That's me. I I love that. I I came from Trap Hill. (laughs) You know, I I do want to vote for you just so I can read the headline. It says, Bill's Bill lowers bills. (laughs) Nice thought. I hope it it can happen. Well, you as a conservative, I I can see that coming out there. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. we believe in lower taxes, uh, less government, uh, uh, less of everything bad and more of everything good. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, normally I, I've always followed uh, the politics at the federal level and never really could get into the local stuff because it just seems like it's kind of a hard world to get into, uh, especially stuff like the Journal Patriot when they did their article, like you were given a short blurb. Right. And, uh, uh, to me, that seems like, well, how did they even do this process? Like, how did they get that quit from you? If you don't mind telling me just out of my own curiosity, uh, the, the quip, mm-hmm. uh, more specific, uh, just like, uh, you're quoting the Journal Patriot where it said, here's my platform, and you got that maybe two paragraphs. Oh, yeah. Like, how yeah. did they reach out? Did you, like, email them? Did they call you on the phone? or? Uh, no, they actually they contacted us, and uh, they wanted our bio, uh, everything about us, and they gave us, you know, sort of a, sort of a little outline they wanted in our bio, and then in uh, 200 words or less, they wanted to know what we stood for and uh, what we were, uh, what was our reason for running and what did we plan on doing and all that. And, you know, it's really hard to condense that down in 200 words. I could speak to you for a couple of hours probably on things that need to be done in Wilkes County. But, uh, uh, and, and, you know, I've gotten a little bit of crap for, you know, pooping on the Journal Patriot, but they have an online presence. Right. So there is a method, even if, I don't know, they just want to put this part for the paper because, you know, that's, you know, real estate is expensive on a newspaper. Right. But their online presence, they could write, I mean, as big of an article as they want and make like a uh, article about each one of you. That way they're showing complete uh, nonpartisan uh exposure for all of you but just to get that little bit we don't know anything about you yeah and that's kind of why i wanted you on the show is so that you had that moment to talk about yourself and say what you stand for 
Right. Uh, well, you know, the, um, and I'm very grateful to the Journal Patriot, and, uh, but you know, if you get too lengthy, and I see their point, if you get too lengthy with it, uh, then the people towards the end of the article, they will, they will lose their, uh, people in general will lose their focus and quit reading. So uh, I understand their format there, and I'm very appreciative to them. And they have got uh, more circulation than I've known because I've had a lot of people talk to me about seeing my article in the paper, but I'll be glad to talk to you as long as you want to talk. Uh, do you need to know anything about me now? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I do want to give you this time uh, so you can say more about yourself than, like I said, like you mentioned, just the 200 words. So, sir, uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm Bill Sexton. Uh, I am from the Mountain View community. I live out on the Yellow Banks Road off of Yellow Pine Lane. Uh, I'm a lifelong resident of Wills County, um, 67 years old, and uh, I am really active in my community, uh, in my church, first of all. I am a deacon in my church and chairman of the deacon board. Uh, I am in the fire department, have been for 44 years, still an active first responder active firefighter, and I'm president of the Mountain View Fire Department. Uh, I am retired from UPS, retired from UPS with 30 years of service in 2008. When I left UPS, I went to work at EMS as a full-time paramedic and worked till 2014 and retired again at the age of 62. Uh, My life, my whole life has been in service just about to my community. I have part-time jobs I work. I still work some at EMS when they need somebody, uh, when they have people that uh, are not there. I work some at Rain Sturdivant and help them uh, conduct funerals when uh, they're shorthanded, when they have multiple funerals in a day. And I still work some at Wilkes Community College. I, I teach in-service for uh, all the first responders in uh, Wilkes County, uh, the medical responder and the EMT in-service for them. So... I'm really active. When I'm not doing that, I'm playing golf. So that part you mentioned about working for the EMT and the uh, funeral home seems like a full circle for you. It's a full circle. Get them coming and going is what somebody told me the other day. So I guess you could look at it in that manner. But uh, You're just uh, dealing with all the aspects. Uh, you I, know, if, you, have, but... if only you were a gynecologist. And then you could do from cradle to grave part. Uh, I think I'll skip that part. Uh, come on now. What's a few years in college? You're a young yeah. spry man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I still feel good at 67. Uh, and uh, that's another reason why I want to run for the county. I want to serve the county. Keep on conserving, uh, serving the county and uh, doing what I can Um you know, it's something that's always been interesting to me. I keep up with politics and uh, uh, really, I, th- I feel like I'm really informed on it. And, uh, you know, I've been working some of the county commissioners and EMS to get a new uh, EMS base in Mountain View. And we finally had a groundbreaking ceremony for that the other day. And so the, the people of the Mountain View area and Trap Hill and Mulberry, and uh, Rock Creek Road and all that, we're going to have an ambulance based at Mountain View Fire Department 24-7. Which actually is my area. 365 days a year. 
Yes. Do you live out this way? Uh, yes. Uh, I live off Rock Creek Road. Won't well, say exactly where, but. <laughs> well, you but, should uh, feel. But I'm going to say something. I, I do something, what I call drive-by polling. Right. And that is where I, you know, it's not where I go shoot individuals as a drive down the road. But I check the yard signs and see who's being supported. And I'm seeing a lot of sexton signs out there. Well, you know, I have got a lot of support. And that's sort of, uh, it's sort of overwhelming to me that I have that many people that would support me. You never know when you go out to run for an office or something other how much support you'll have. And, you know, I have people calling me every day wanting signs in their yard. And uh, I'm trying to keep up and trying to put the signs out. And I just I just really appreciate all the people that's called me and all the support I've got so far. It's, uh, it's really overwhelming. Uh, well, don't worry. After this podcast, potentially 12 of people will hear it <laughs> in your message. <laughs> Well, I'm encouraged by that. (laughs) You know, I had a mission statement that I wrote up the other day. And one of the very end parts of that was that I will go anywhere and speak to any any group at any time uh, they invite me. And, uh, you know, I stand by that. Uh, I want to get my message out and I'm willing to go out and... uh, Win or lose, I've had a really good time with this. It's been really an eye-open experience for me. Which I've got to, I've got to say though, you definitely stand by that word because um, it was really funny. I called you and you seemed kind of confused for a second, like, "Hello, who is this? How'd you get this number?" And I said, "I'm doing a podcast and I'd like to have you on." You're like, "Sure, let's go." Well, you know, uh, I had the uh, the first thing that came to my mind when I seen your number. I wasn't familiar with it. Was another telemarketer, uh, probably the twentieth one for the day. But uh, I had something about your number. I decided to answer that one, and I'm glad I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you did too. I feel like I've got to know you this evening, <laughs> <laughs> especially after that mistake we won't talk about. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> technology uh for anybody who's missing the joke here we had the greatest conversation for like 20 minutes and i said bill i forgot to hit the record button (laughs) (laughs) he laughed it off and that's the greatest part about him so far well not so far but i love bill already um he was like sure we'll start over Uh, he was ready to go with it he yeah, I didn't yell at me too much. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm retired. I'm here. <laughs> you got time to spare. I'm available. I've got your back. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Some of the stuff that we said got missed, though, because uh, I, I do want to go back to this part where uh, we were talking about EMTs and such, and I'm sure... You've shown up on uh, calls where maybe there's a drug-related DOA or uh, just someone who's ODing and needs some assistance. Uh, And I do hate that 
we missed the initial recording on this because you had some great insight there. Right. Well, you know, as a first responder and as a paramedic working with the EMS in the county, uh, I can't even begin to count the number of times I went to overdose. Uh, so a lot of times they were overdose deaths. And uh, a lot of times we were able to intervene and save that person with Narcan. And I've been on a lot of those calls. Those are the ones you walk away with a good feeling. Uh, the overdose deaths that you didn't get to in time, you walk away from those thinking what a tragedy that life had potential. And you never know what that person would have, uh, what they would have accomplished in their life. But now they're not going to get the chance because of these opioid drugs and things that, uh, and a lot of the overdoses, some of the overdoses were unintentional. Some of them, I've got to say, were intentional overdoses. And uh, it's tragic. I've went to them as young as 15 years old, and I've went to them in their 60s and 70s that's overdosed. It's, it's not just a uh, young person, middle-aged person problem. This problem is, it's a problem for all the population. And uh, as you yeah. and I were talking earlier, a lot of people, uh, most, uh, a lot of these people didn't go out intending to become addicted to opioids. Uh, they got addicted to opioids uh, innocently uh, through their doctors uh, prescribing pain medication to them. And through a lack of, lack of education on their part, they didn't know how easily it was to get addicted to opioids. And, uh, you know, I think the, the education uh, is the most important thing to educate the population about how easy it is to become um, addicted to opioids and other pain medications. Uh, that is the biggest problem I see is lack of education lack of understanding from people. Uh, a lot of people think if my doctor prescribed this to me, then it can't be bad for me. And I don't think a lot of doctors understand how easily it is for people to become addicted because they, uh, they subscribe, uh, prescribe large amounts of medications, uh, painkillers to these people. And, you know, just a, in just a very short while, you become addicted to them. Yeah. And I, I will totally agree that uh, stuff like that does happen, and some are a little bit more reluctant to prescribe stuff. Right. But then again, it almost seems also as well that there is an incentivization for them to prescribe it. Yes. Um, or just the customer demand that I need this because either A, they already have a issue or that they were told. Right. Well, the Project Lazarus group, uh, they do their best to get out and they speak to large groups of people and uh, they talk to them about the Narcan that's available to them and all that now. And when you take one of their classes, and I've had that class uh, three times already, uh, you learn a lot about the addiction and how easily it is to get addicted to it and how it affects you and how it addicts you and pulls you in. 
and it's some of the greatest education there is out there. Uh, I would love to see more of that in the schools and in the counties and in the civic groups and all that, just pure out education. It helps people understand what's going on with their loved ones that are addicted, and it helps people understand how to keep from becoming addicted. Most of your medical people now, your EMTs, first responders, uh, medical responders, paramedics, most of that community know uh, how easily it is to get addicted to these drugs. They've seen them, and they've seen the uh, downside of it, and they've seen the tragedy it causes. And they're really educated. And a lot of our doctors, like I say, a lot of our doctors are becoming educated about prescribing these medications. But there's still those out there that want to prescribe those medications. Uh, If a person goes to the doctor and says, I feel bad, he's going to give you something to make you feel good. So uh, people just don't understand. There is this thing. People who are non-users, me, myself included, but I have spoken to others who had their battles with addiction and they said your first hit of this stuff you will experience something this high or low whatever right and then you're constantly chasing that feeling again as that first time uh well someone uh, a good a good way to describe that feeling that you're talking about is a state of euphoria uh, well one guy had said like he had tried cocaine once and he always wanted to feel that same feeling he had from his initial experience that like i want to be like i felt then and he was just chasing it chasing the dragon some might say well in the uh, drug classes uh, or addiction classes that i've set in uh you know, they tell us that same thing, that a person is always chasing that high, trying to get to that place again. And one of the things that happens with opioid addiction is that when you take, when you're addicted so long and you take so much of that medication, it takes more and more of it to get you back to the same place. You start building up a tolerance to it. Right. And in a lot of cases, those people... Uh, they'll get to a certain level of uh, amount of pills that they take a day. And, you know, their body builds up a tolerance to it, and then they have to take a few more and a few more and a few more. Well, they will try to get off of them, and they'll go maybe for several weeks, not take any of them. And then they go back and they try to take the same, same amount they were taking when they quit, and their body has lost that tolerance, and then they're overdosed. They're in. And there's a lot of things like little facts like that that you learn in this uh, Project Lazarus class that they teach. Uh, most all your fire departments now are carrying Narcan, and the uh, a lot of people don't realize that it has become such a problem, such a there, crisis uh, in North Carolina, that the uh, Food and Drug Administration has dropped just about all of the uh, uh, rules against using uh, Narcan and, and uh, all the safeguards that they would have had in place. What is uh, Narcan for us uninformed? Narcan is a, um, it's a medication that re- reverses the effects of the opioids, and it works almost immediately. I mean, if you inject a person or mm-hmm. you can spray it up nasal, uh, it's called an atomizer, you can put it in, in them nasally, 
and okay. uh, or you can do a, a straight intramuscular injection with a needle. But any way that you uh, put it in them, it works almost immediately. We're talking in less than five minutes in most cases. So we're talking uh, about yeah. some uh, Pulp Fiction stuff, like uh, you have them laying down on the ground, just stab them in the heart? Uh, <laughs> not in the heart. <laughs> the heart. Is I'm hoping you've seen the movie and know what I'm talking, I'm talking about. about. Do what? I'm hoping you've seen the movie where you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we also used to see that on, uh, used to be a program come on years ago that was called Emergency. Uh, and it actually started the paramedic program in a lot of states, but they used to do things like that. Um, I've never stabbed anybody in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good to hear. I'm so glad to hear you've never stabbed a person in the heart, uh, Mr. Sexton. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, other injections I have given. <laughs> Uh, can't get over that part. Um, so let's. So uh, part of this uh, drug issue, I think, as well as stuff inflowing into Wilkes County, um, and also outflowing because, you know, at, we were uh, we as a county were known as the we're number one for meth production, kind of a. Ray, strange thing to raise your flag on, but uh, there we were in the paper. We really don't want. <laughs> but <laughs> do you remember that article? It's like uh, fifty in one year, so it's like almost one every week of uh, meth production facilities were destroyed. Right. And to me, it's just like it almost seems like, well, guys. We've got uh, this meth production to facility to destroy today, and tomorrow we're going to be over here and knock down another one. <laughs> That's right. There, there were a lot of them at one time. But one, so thing what you... one thing that's cut down those is the ingredients uh, to make meth with are the not as available. Yeah, the precursors, the uh, pseudoephedrine and all that. They're not as easy to get a hold of as they used to be because there's controls on those now through the uh, pharmacies and things like that. So, so a lot of the uh, precursors to the meth, uh, as you say, uh, they're not available now in Welch County, but they still are available in other states and in Mexico and places like that. And a lot of those drugs come from out of state now and get into the county. Uh, not necessarily homegrown now. They're made in other places. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, I believe we're having a conversation about it the other night. And I said, you know, meth is is one of your sort of, uh, I would call it a more expensive drug. And it's because of the ingredients that go into it. And uh, I was wondering, you know, how are the people that are using this, how do they afford to make it? And the answer is it comes in here from other places. Uh, and I think law enforcement would support me on that. A lot of, a lot of the meth we're seeing now is uh, manufactured. Uh, I know we still have some people making, doing what they call a small pot, a pot manufacturing and all that, yeah. where they make it in two liter bottles. But and uh, I do think a part of it was just like the lower barrier of entry. 
Like, right. it was a bit simpler to make meth. Like, you know, you're, you've seen stories like, well, we put this stuff in a Gatorade bottle and let it sit for a while. Right. Uh, yeah. And the meth uh, has actually caused a lot of houses to burn down, too. It is, it is dangerous to make. It is dangerous to breathe. Uh, everything about meth is dangerous. The effect that it has on your body when you use meth, uh, I don't pe- think people realize what it does to them. You know, uh, you know, they go out with the, the, I'll use the meth a couple times and then I won't do it anymore. But, uh, you know, I've had classes just on the meth and identifying meth labs and all that. The meth actually burns up brain cells that don't regenerate. The meth has a long, long-term effect on people and a negative effect on them. Oh, uh, I mean, all, you could tell of... physically the effects on people. Like usually, the uh, tail is like the front teeth have that little burned-in area. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm pointing at my teeth because we don't have cameras on. <laughs> I'm still like <laughs> putting my finger on the teeth and saying, right, "Right about here, can't you uh-huh. see?" Sort <laughs> the... makes you want to floss, doesn't it? Uh, just like I've known and met people uh, and they've had those issues and like the biggest tell of course is the tooth rot and uh, well there's other things you know that identify with the meth Uh, a lot of sores on the body the meth comes out of you and where it comes out of you it leaves sores you know it's a terrible it's a terrible drug I can't I can't I could talk to you for a long time about the effect that meth has on people, but sometime go on, uh, go on Google or go on YouTube and type in um, meth users and look at some of the scenes they put up just of the people's teeth. And that's just what it does to their teeth. It's not counting what it does to their brains. And, and uh, I want to throw in too, it's like, uh, like the source on the face and stuff. Right. Um, I just know from, this personal experience, like when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, the right. dentist gave me uh, some kind of painkiller. It was something like my face was the itchiest thing on earth, and it made oh, yeah. me sleepy. So <laughs> I'm dealing with this. I'm very sleepy, but my face is so itchy. What's going on? Well, yeah. I just kept scratching on it, and I'd actually, you know, drawn some blood just because, like, it just itches so bad. Well, you know, the side effect of some drugs is itching, and and you see, uh, that's another way. Uh, I mean, is that a part of it? Or? Uh, it's side effect of some of the some of the drugs, yes. And you know, the drugs can have different side effects on people, but itching is one of them. And you'll see people, you know, if you ever notice, you see a lot of a uh, lot of ad- addicts there scratching themselves and all that, and that's because it's a side effect of those drugs. But to this part of this conversation. At 67 years old, you know, I, I've lived the largest part of my life. I think I would have to be 134 years old to live as long as I already have. And that's not likely. But to <laughs> me, uh, the biggest tragedy in this whole wide world, and I've never gotten used to it as many causes as I've run, and I've run a lot of them. I've never got used to the fact of the tragedy that it takes on young people, the toll that it takes on their life. Uh, the addiction and all that, it disqualifies them from living any kind of a good life as long as they stay in that. Uh, it'll only continue to get worse, and they will only continue to go downhill more. And having children and having grandchildren, 
it's such a tragedy for me. I never get used to seeing it. Uh, it that does remind me about uh, that cyclical nature. Did we speak about this on this call or the previous one? I believe it was a the previous one. Okay. The good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, the good one. Gosh, I hate losing that. Um, but I'd said uh, there's this kind of a cyclical nature that once a person who has been uh, convicted with any sort of uh, drug charges, once someone does a background check for employment, those people no longer have an avenue for employment. And then they fall back into, well, how do I have a way to make money? And they go back to their old ways because they have no entry into the job market. Right. And A, I think we do need to look at how can we get these people back into the uh, employed section of our county because it does affect our county, I would say, almost disproportionately. And I I don't have statistics to back that up. I'm not going to pretend I do. But I would say it affects us very heavily. Um, And what do we do and what would you do as a commissioner for this? Well, if, you know, if that came before me or if I had an opportunity to be involved in that, I would go back to what you said a minute ago. I would, uh, I would, uh, on what we were talking about, about education. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more programs to educate people to keep them from being in this shape to begin with. Uh, prevention, you know, is worth a pound of cure. You've always heard that. And oh, an yeah. ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, is the old saying. But, you know, our laws, are, our labor laws and all are set up now. There's not supposed to be any discrimination. But you and I know, as uh, you know, as just relatively normal thinking people, if we were looking to hire somebody, uh, we would want to hire somebody as dependable as we could, and uh, you know, as clean a person as we could. And and I will and say, normal like- normal people will when they're when they're taking these people into account. They will also take the drug addiction into account, and they'll say, I don't want to get mixed up with that, or I don't want to be part of that. And then there is some people that believe in giving people a chance. We need to look out those people, uh, search out those people that would give people another chance. Now, when I was a store manager, I actually did take on a few people who were, uh, quote, second chance folks. That they, They had actually served their time, did whatever. And they want to change their life around. And to me as an individual, I said, this person has a ton to lose. Right. Like if they were on parole or whatever, it's like they have a ton to lose because they lose this job. They go right back in the camp and uh, they're going to come to work. And there will be that sense of uh, loyalty. But also if you work for a corporation, if they can't pass that background check, you can't hire them. That's and so there's this dance you have to do, like as individuals uh, and small business owners, they do have this opportunity, and if they feel like the person is reformed and they're just trying to live a normal life, they could hire them. Right. Well, I know where there's a business out in town now that's a restaurant. It's a real popular restaurant, and uh, I, I won't call any names for obvious reasons and all that. And of I course. Get, tell you who that is, but. I do know for a fact that he hires a lot of people 
you know, that's had problems with drugs and all, and he gives them a second chance. And in a lot of ta- a lot of cases, it works out for those people, and they go on to get other jobs, you know, and they start building their their resume again, I guess, if, if you would say it that way. And then sometimes they don't work out so well for him. So, you know, it, it's always going to be that way. Some people would take advantage of a second chance they're given. And some people will get with their same old friends and all that, and they'll wind up back in trouble again. And it's a, it's a cycle, as you said, uh, that some people never get free of. And that's what is the tragedy to me. Some people never get free of that lifestyle and they don't usually have a good outcome. Those people usually go on at some point in their life to overdose or some other tragedy happens to them. But uh, it is a tragedy. That's just one of the things facing our county. Yeah. uh, All right. Let's get away from (laughs) the sad state of stuff. Let's pick it back up. Let's make some uh, yucks and chokes about things. But I do have... uh, Good serious question here. Uh, you had mentioned in your article in the JP, you mentioned about our fleeing population, and from census information, Wilkes is declining in population by about half a percent uh, compared right. from the statistics I looked at was from uh, 2016 to 17, right. losing half a percent. And the really odd thing that I looked at was our median age is about 44 to 45, uh, depending on which source you look at. So it looks like we have a aging population because our population in Wilkes is 20% higher than the state and right. the United States. Like right. We're way high in that area. So you as commissioner, uh, what would you do to get the younger generations to stay and well, or uh, convince other people to come into the area, move in. Well, one of the reasons that our younger, uh, our young generation is 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 not here. It's we're becoming an aging generation is because a lot of our young people are leaving the county because there's no business opportunities here. Uh, I know a person right now that uh, he's just one example. Uh, he just got a four year degree from Appalachian and he's working at Walmart stocking shelves uh oh yeah i would probably know who that is because i used to work at walmart yeah well he is uh he's just one example of it uh he wants to stay in wills county uh some people want to stay in wills county but the work opportunities are not there uh you you spoke spoke about the population declining a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe a half a percent can Mm -hmm. if we had industry and jobs here like we used to have that figure would be higher we would have uh, uh, increased population instead of a slightly decreased population uh, so you know there's got to be more opportunities here there's got to be more opportunities for people to work and I don't know what the magic solution is like that if I told you that I could go in there and I single-handedly could stop that then I'd be blowing smoke uh, no one person can do that. Uh, it's going to take the uh, cooperation of a lot of people, both towns and the county, and they're going to have to focus in on that. We have we have an organization hired that we pay with our tax money, and that's supposed to bring more business to this county. It's called the Economic Development Commission, and mm-hmm. they are they are tasked with searching out 
and bringing industry and bringing new business into our county. Uh, and we need to, first, we need to look at them and see if they're being effective. If they're not being effective, uh, which it don't seem like they are right now, we got to find out why they're not effective. And I, then, I hate interrupting you right there in okay. your sentence, but I have looked at that, and yeah. I have a major contention. And okay. I really wanted to get uh, the people on that. Won't right. say names at the moment, mostly because I can't remember who they are. <laughs> I've been more focused on this research and putting that all in my brain. Right. It's kind of like studying up for a final. It's like I need to know every single thing I can about Mr. Sexton at this moment. Right. But I, I looked at that position. I was like, the first thing I want to do is call them and say, what are you doing? Yeah. What kind of return on investment am I getting from my tax dollars flowing into you, and I I really do not want to seem like I'm leading you into this conversation because that is nothing I want to do, but that's where I want to go with things is say, okay, your job is to bring in economic development. What have you done? What right. am I getting out of you? Like, you're a salesman. You're selling for me. What have you sold? Yeah, right. And I understand what you're saying. And, you know, I, I, my thought process is on the same line. But at the same time, those people might be uh, working their tails off trying to do just that. And we need to look in. Or why are they not being effective? Is it something we need to do more of? Do we need to give them more support? Do we need to uh, give them more money? Do we uh, need to give them more of an um, open position to do what they need to do to get those into the county um and i can and there, totally there see may that not too, be though. nothing we can do about it but to answer what the, the direction that you're going there mm-hmm. uh, let me give you an example if uh let's say you're the uh coach of the carolina panthers and you're not having a winning <laughs> season and you know what happened to the coach of the carolina panthers if you're not being effective uh, do we need to actually? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say, I don't watch sports at all. I don't have that kind of attention span. I'm like well, a Carolina Panthers let their coach go this year because they didn't have a winning season. Um, they didn't figure he was being effective. So, on the same line of that, in that same thought process, okay. Uh, if you're not being effective, is it time to move on and hire somebody that will be more effective? And I don't want you to say, think I'm saying anything about the EDC because I'm not, because it needs looking into and looking at and we all need to work together. If there's a way we can make them more effective, then that's what we need to do. Because No, Mr. Sexton, I want you sitting there over their shoulder, staring over, looking at their computer. Why aren't you making any calls? Make me right. some sales. Banging their desk and saying, I want jobs. <laughs> well... It may be a problem on the commissioner's part and not the EDC. Uh, Till I get a chance to look at that, and if I get a chance to look at that and that is the problem, then I have no problem saying you need to be more effective or we're going to find somebody that will. But, uh, you know, the EDC may, uh, and again, I'm not pointing an accusatory finger at them. Uh, We need to find out what the problem is, why we're not being effective then. And if we need to support them more or give them more tools to do their job with, then that's what we need to do. The bottom line is we need to get the jobs coming into the county. Right now, 
The current employ, unemployment rate in Wilkes County is 3.5, which mirrors the nation. The okay. national is 3.5. And you say, well, these places have left, and we're getting ready to lose 350 jobs from LP in Roaring River. Um, we've lost a lot of jobs from Lowe's recently. and Oh, yes. We have other industries where they're laying off people. And you'd think, well, uh, our unemployment rate should be higher than 3.5 if that's the case. But the reason that's not the case is a lot of people that live in Wilkes County work in other counties. They work uh, in Iredale. They work in Mecklenburg. and They uh, work in Winston-Salem and other surrounding counties. And they're not on the uh, unemployment rolls, drawing unemployment. And that's the reason why, because they're working in other counties. If those people was not working in other counties, then our employment rate would be higher than the national level. Yeah, and the Lowe's exodus has been a big deal uh, for people I personally know because I worked in, I worked at Lowe's. I've done everything. <laughs> Just telling you, <laughs> I I did uh, work over at Lowe's IT. I didn't help with their uh, IT service desk. Right. If we're just talking business here, though, they really need to invest in their technology. That right. is their biggest holdback. And this is just my uh, five cents worth of uh, free advice. But right. have you ever looked at the uh, register when you're checking out over at Lowe's? Yes, I have. Uh -huh. So, like you've seen the screen, it's still that monochrome green and black. Right. And this is me being an IT person because I did that for like 10 years. If you're trying to teach a person how to use that, it is bizarre. It is totally outside of their scope <laughs> right. of what they're actually used to. And, you know, when you say, when we were trying to set up the Skype call, Everything is like, oh, this technology is crazy. <laughs> and I was agreeing too. But when you go backwards to something built in Unix, right? Uh, you're trying to teach a young generation that you're paying, I don't know, whatever, minimum wage uh, to run a register. And it's still built off of a, uh, what you would call a CUI, a character use interface, not right. a graphical user interface. That is really hard. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Lowe's is really, really weird. And But those jobs migrating, there's always been the talk about some point that you made in your article in the JP. Not your article, but your portion of the article was that we need a way to attract businesses. Um trying to find my notes here as I'm dragging on the conversation like an idiot. Um, where was that? Dun, 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 dun. Doesn't matter. What, you had said about? actually in there that maybe I'll just have to go look at the article itself for a second. Mm -hmm. Well, one of, my, one of my ideas is track more business. Mm -hmm. is to get more advice from our successful business people, people that's been in business before. And uh, I feel like we don't do that. And, I, and I'm not talking bad about any of the uh, incumbent uh, commissioners or anything like that. But uh, 
what I want to do if I go in there is I want to be an instigator. And a lot of times people think instigators. Are not Shake it up, baby. But Shake I want to, I want to be an instigator that, uh, you know, drives these people to look in other places. A motivator, I guess is a better word for it. I want to be a motivator, uh, to look at other things that other counties is doing and take a lot of, uh, advice from our business people. Uh, I don't know what the politics of these people are, but we've recently had some people in Wilkes County that responded to some of the things that was going on. And they were they were pretty down on the two towns for not working together on this uh, water intake project. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are not really uh, aware of how important this water intake was. But we live in a county right now where uh, they can produce barely enough water to support what business we've got here and the needs of the rest of the county and all that. There's I not think water. Uh, Tyson was using up a portion of that. Uh, Tyson is the biggest uh, water user. and Yeah, they were they the big could, consumer of the uh, water intake, and so we had to increase it just to supply them and the towns. Well, they can actually use more than what they're getting, uh, truth be told. And there's no way, you know, a current currently that we can take in enough water and and purify or clean up enough water for for their use and see that uh, that water intake is one of the most valuable things if we're ever going to get another industry in here or anything they've got to have water if you've got oh, no yeah. water if you've got no water you're not going to get them in here and the edc or whatever they can they can work tirelessly and you'll not attract other companies in here because you need that water and you know things like that uh, are facing so not only to build up for current usage but future usage because we have to invest in that just so when the next business moves in it's like well i need more water and then we're going to have to do another project and get it passed through uh the commissioners and stuff right right? that's correct and the normal person or the uh people that don't keep up with the politics and the things that's going on in the towns don't don't realize that the two towns they spent a lot of money to have the studies done on this and then for some reason they uh they had interest-free loans lined up and everything uh you know for like 30-year loans to pay for it with well those loans went away they didn't take them so they're not there they're not available anymore and all that money was spent in vain and the need's still there. The, the water intake is still a big need, and it's going to have to, uh, at some point, if we ever get industry back in here, it's going to have to be there. It's going to have to happen. And it's just, you know, it's just part of our, inter- of our infrastructure. Uh, we have a lot of other things going on in this county that needs updating and upgrading, and it's going to have to happen to make this county attractive to, <clears throat> excuse me, any business that comes in. And I think there's a part, like me, myself, when me as a taxpayer says, okay, we're pissing away money to look at something. We're not going to do anything. Uh, I did a podcast earlier about uh, $71,000 being spent on how to share bikes. Yeah. It's like I was upset because we're spending money to look at a project versus – we could have already done the project. Right. Uh, you know, studies and all that have to be done. Oh, but yeah, if, of course, for stu- the ecological study, uh, surveys and uh, stuff. 
right if an impact study or anything like that is instigated then you should be reasonably sure that you're going to carry through with that after that study otherwise it's like you say you just flittered your money away there uh, <laughs> hey come on now i was nice i was nicer about it than you was <laughs> uh, this is in the bible 17 times did you okay. know that okay <laughs> i wasn't aware of that but it's a true to... fact go look it up <laughs> but the statement you made was very true uh and you know those those are tax dollars those those dollars could have been better spent somewhere else let me give you an example mm -hmm. of an up-and-coming city that's doing some good things uh and that is wilkesboro the town of wilkesboro have mm -hmm. you seen all the uh modernization they've done right in the center of their town and the park they've made up and they are they were oh yeah that little section Ugh. yeah they're well they're utilizing it's a terrible it like the uh infrastructure to actually get into that area yeah off. but they are doing things to attract people into that town and they're they're marketing their town for everything that they can right now you know to get uh shows and things in there for young people to do young families and all that and they're not just sitting back they're trying to do what they can so they're to me they're a good example of what the whole county should be doing i, and, I don't know some parts i want to say it's kind of like tunes is a cat are you familiar right. with the uh reference no i don't there was this bit on saturday night live about tunes is a cat tunes is could drive a car but not really well right <laughs> And you just drive the car off the cliff. It, I always go back to that because I always think it's funny. It's like, well, they can do it, just not very well. Right. And it just ends up in a fiery explosion. Um, like, it seems like we're trying a lot of things. Right. But we're never actually achieving anything. It's like, well, we tried. Right. It's like, But what are the results out of this? Because... Now we've put money into this, and I've got no return on it, and it always comes back to return on investment. Right. Well, you're the interviewer, but let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that you're a business uh, businessman looking to relocate a business, mm -hmm. and uh, you're looking for a southern town to relocate your business to. If you drive into Wilkes County right now, you're going to look Wilkes County over, and are you going to see anything that attracts you to that town? Uh, uh, restaurants? Uh, things to do? This things. goes to a question I'd actually prep for you. Okay. Like I, something I wanted to ask, but as a business owner, I would say, okay, what's my infrastructure as far as like internet? Right. Like, what opportunities do I have here in the internet? Right. It's like, okay, I've got Charter and I've got Wilkes uh, Communications. Because that's the big deal is always about everything's going online. And this is just me speaking off the cuff. I, you kind of caught me off guard here. But that would be my first focus. Uh, the other will be uh, property available. It's like, where is property is available? And it goes into another conversation I'd have with some people on Go Wilkes that, okay, where is these different parcels of land? And it's mostly 
underneath the fall uh, ownership. And right. now, J.C. Fall, God rest his soul. Uh, now he's passed. I don't know what's happening with those properties, but I, the majority of property in Wilkes was owned by him. Right. And he's, he's one of the big owners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, how much is it going to cost me to get into the uh, area? Right. And depend on the business I want to do. Like me, I have a huge IT background. Right. Like uh, the crazy idea I wanted to pitch around, but it would take me actually doing footwork and doing, you know, looking for investors was uh, redundancy internet so that uh, call centers and stuff, they had a secondary path if their internet shut down and it would be like the subscription-based thing. Like I had it all built up in my head. It's like this is an idea I have, but the core investment is huge. Right. <laughs> it sounds like I'm doing a business pitch for you. It's like, well, come on now, Bill. Get on board. $100,000 uh, and I'll put your name on a plate on a brick. Uh, but if I was looking at a business, because the restaurant business seems to be saturated. It is. Yeah. And uh, shopping, uh, the only thing I could say is maybe we could get a Target in here. No jokes. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I assume you're talking about Target. Yeah, Target. Target. The French, the French store. Uh, Target, uh, what would that be? Remember, card in Spanish was Tarjeta, which was weird. <laughs> um, but that's like the. Again, I'm starting to leak into my con, uh, my previously prepared uh, questions, but. If I was looking at the area, those would be my main factors. It's like, okay, how much is it going to cost me to get in here? Uh, what kind of demographics am I looking at for employees? Which, you know, when we say, okay, we have a 3.5 unemployment rate, that doesn't look great. Because uh, if I had a higher, higher level of unemployed people, I could look at a number and say, well, I can pay them less because they're desperate. I'm an abuser in this system because <laughs> I look at numbers. Mm, I see where you're going. Now, let me ask you another question. Uh -huh. All our people that have recently left this county to go to work, uh, let's say for Lowe's, let's use Lowe's, uh -huh. and these people are driving to Mooresville, Airedale County, and down that way every day. But they still count for our employment numbers, too. They do because they're not on the unemployment books. But uh, let me ask you a question. If you were one of those people and uh, you had an opportunity to stay in this county and work, which which opportunity would you take first? Naturally, you'd take the one to stay in this county and work rather than have that big long drive every day. And probably, most likely, you would even be willing to take a slight cut in pay to stay in this county. So. Oh, yeah, because uh, now me personally, my home is cheap to live at. And depending on the area, it can be very cheap to live, which could be lucrative to outside businesses. Well, there you go. Our tax rates are lower than in those other counties that I've talked about. And, and the property uh, prices 
can be lower depending on where you are. And, you know, what's that biggest state out there near Bill's Creek that has all the horses and stuff? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's supposed to be high end. Uh, I think you're talking about Canterbury. Yeah, Canterbury. That's it. That's it. Right, right. Um, they're still, even in those places, uh, the land prices, the real estate prices are still cheaper in Wilkes County than they are in a lot of places. And, you know, if you look up into the places like Pelier, where they've got the uh, Silo Falls and places like that, I had, a, I had a guy call me out of Greensboro one night that was last week that was looking at a place up in there and uh, i said if you want to get out and get away from everything we've still got places in wilkes county that are nice that are affordable to do that and we've still got a lot of those around wilkes county this is big county but uh let's say you were talking about things that you would look for for your business if you were going to relocate your business well you're not going to be in that business 24 hours a day uh, there's going to be times, especially if you're a family person, you want to go out and, and you want to enjoy yourself. You know, we had a we had a uh, bowling uh, place, the lanes that burnt down probably eight, ten years ago, something like that. Uh, nope. No, it didn't burn down that long ago, did it? Uh, well, it's been you know, time gets by. It's been it's been a while back. Yeah, Wilt's it's lanes. been some years. I... I can't remember yeah. when it happened. I remember it. I was in the fire department. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's probably been going back close to that long ago, but it's not been replaced. And, you know, there is, uh, that thing stayed, it stayed packed every night. They had, uh, you know, bowling leagues and all that in there. It was a very profitable business, but nobody's ever built that back. Uh, yeah. And for the young people and the young families, and the people that are looking to do things after work, uh, we need some more of those in. We can support those. Uh, and we need entrepreneurs to step forward and, and do those things. It's like I, I'm going back to what I said earlier. It, it takes all of us. It don't take one, one certain person. If there was a magic button that you could push and you could say, I want to create lots of jobs and all that, the current county commissioners would have already done that. And uh, if it was that easy, the EDC would have done it. But we need to look at things like that and make sure they are doing their job and make sure that we're giving them the support they need. Uh, like I said, I don't want to point an accusing finger at, that, at anybody. I want to check out and, and see what the problem is and see where we need to go from there. But one thing that is vitally important as we've already talked about, is that water intake. And it's vitally important that those two towns work together. Uh, you know, I had a person tell me the other day, I was having this discussion out at Sandra's Snack Bar. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, that's real close to the house. Yeah, wonderful place to go. Uh, oh, yeah. I wish Fox News would come down and talk to those people in there like they do in the other other places across the United States, you know, they'll go in and they'll get a sampling of the people in these places. Maybe and, you can get a uh, Guy Fieri to show up, uh, do a little, uh, what was his show? Uh, drives, dine-ins and, uh, oh, yeah. The drive-ins, diners and dives or something. Like yeah, that. there it is. Uh, <laughs> now, do you mind if we take a brief break here for a second? 
let me say one more thing real quick. Okay. The two towns. Uh, you kill me here, those towns, <laughs> The two towns. Go ahead. <laughs> the people in those two towns, everybody, the guy told me, he said, why don't you worry about the county and quit worrying about the towns? But those people that live in those towns are county people. They're Whips County people. They play, pay tax to two different places. They pay it to the town and to the county. So those people, they're Wilkes Countyans. All of them are. That's it. Do okay. what you got to do. Uh, yeah, we're just going to take a brief break for like five minutes, and okay. then we'll come back to it. That That's cool? Because uh, I'm Let me this. look at my watch here. I have another previous engagement here. Let me see if I've got time. Got to get my watch turned around where I can see it here. Yeah, I'm going to have to break off from here in about 15 minutes. Okay, well, I'll make it a quick run because I'm, like, dying. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, well, I've got to run. I'm okay. Oh, jeez, Louise. Okay, back. Yeah, I had to run as quick as I could, and I'm, like, jogging up the stairs. It's like, I love you, honey. I'll see you later. <laughs> um. Since so you're pressed for time, uh, start hammering out the questions a little bit here. Okay. Um, uh, in the business areas, uh, in Wilkes, where do you find uh, kind of a lacking area for us, and what existing ones do you see for a greatest growth opportunity? Well, it seems like your greatest growth opportunity are the chain stores. The chain stores are, you know, most of them are successful. They come in, and they're not dealing with uh, – with low budgets and things like that, and they say so we're talking about like Target and stuff. Yes, yeah. that always seems to be the biggest outcry. We need Target. Well, let me give you an example. Monday mm -hmm. was a holiday, Martin Luther King Day, and my daughter, who lives right behind me, and my grandchildren and her husband, they were all off from school and from work that day. So they get up early in the morning and they head for Winston Salem, and they spend the day in Winston Salem. There's more restaurants. There's more opportunities to shop down there, and it's it's common with what's going on in our county these days. People are going out of town to shop, but a lot of it is because we don't have those opportunities here. We're starting to get a few people in, uh, a few businesses and all that, and I really hope that uh, Samaritan's Purse, uh, you know, they're building the large building down there. They're going to hire about Oh, yeah, I see them working people. every day. There are bright spot in the Wilkes County community right now, uh, and you know, uh, um, our county commissioners right now, uh, to their favor, they are expanding the runway so Samaritan's Purse can land bigger planes and all that, and the highway is being redone out in that area, you know, to support better traffic and all that. And those are those are a lot of things that they're doing right. Yeah, we've uh, we got get, basic infrastructure there. Oh, uh, yeah, we just need to do more of those things. We're getting better roads and all that. And we need to continue on in that path and even do more than what we're doing with the infrastructure. Uh, there has been talk of uh, building an industrial park and going ahead, you know, and, and supplying uh, water lines and all of that park and all that to bring industry in. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, I'm in favor of it, but you need to target certain types of businesses that you're going to put in there 
because and I think part of that is going to be a convincing the uh, voter that it's worth this investment for our growth because right. people will see okay we're going to spend money on this but do we have anything coming in to support the usage of the money right and i think that's a fine dance there that well we have to do this to get them in here but we have to have places for them to come yes exactly and we also need to support our businesses that's in here you know uh, i am all for incentives to get businesses in uh, tax incentives, uh, all kinds of other incentives. I'm in favor of getting them in here to get jobs for the people of Wilkes County so they don't have to go out of this county. But we also need to take care of the business we've got here. It's not really fair to to say, I'm going to give you all your taxes free for the next 25 years, and you've got a business that's established here, and you're not helping them out any. Uh, would you agree with that? I think most people would that we need to take care of what we got here, too, uh, in the same now that, time. That does uh, bring me back to an interesting point right. that uh, incumbent Settle had mentioned in his article on the JP that they've been maintaining this 38 to 40% fund balance, which right. to me seems like they're taxing us as citizens at a disproportionate rate as compared to expenditures. Like, okay, this money's sitting in a fund. Either A, I shouldn't be taxed so much, or B, you better be using that money that you've taken from me to do something productive. Well, we're not a bank. The the county commissioners and the uh, fund there is not a bank. And uh, I applaud them for, for being able to get that fund balanced where it's at. But at the same time, we've got money. Money needs to be spent in some areas, not just wasteful spending or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But money needs to be spent to improve our infrastructure and to uh, do the things we got to do to entice other businesses in here. And there's there's a lot of other things. My wife is already after me, telling me it's time to get ready. And uh, but I'd love to talk with you again. There's other things that you know that are problems in this county that need addressing that, you know, we've got the money to do it now without raising taxes and without spending, spending it all things that need to be done to improve life in our county. Uh, right up down the road, anytime you want to, I'm embarrassed for people coming into this county that doesn't live here. When I look at the sides of the roads, it is such oh. a large problem. Oh, uh, years ago, I took a friend, we drove down 268. It right. was the darkest area. <laughs> they were terrified to be down there. It's like, so there's no lights and we're just going down this empty highway? Yeah, that's the way I get home. <laughs> right. Well, listen, let me tell but you something. I, if, you, uh, if you pay taxes in this county and you don't live in one of the towns, the only thing you get for your tax money is law enforcement, EMS, and the fire departments. And... Uh, we need to uh, we need to work to put a few more of those services out into the county. Uh, maybe light some of the roads better. There, there's lots of things we can do to improve life in Wilkes County. Uh, and I am really going to have to cut this off and go here. But okay, so just closing out, uh, giving you these last few seconds to stand on your soapbox and yell at everyone that's listening. Right. Just tell your them thoughts. I, I love. Oh, it's been county. great having you here. 
<laughs> well, it's been great being here. And I appreciate you giving me this interview. It's This is a warm-up for tomorrow night. I, I hope so. A lot of people, but... Because we really didn't get all of the questions I wanted to ask, because... Uh, you're just an interesting guy. I love well, hearing from you. I, th- I told you I needed insight. a few hours instead of a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I guaranteed you like 30 minutes, and we've been going on for like an hour and a half now. Right. I, I could talk to you for another hour and a half. I'm enjoying this. But that uh, forum tomorrow night is at 7 o'clock at Wilkesboro Civic Center, and the public mm-hmm. is invited. And I hope you can make time to be there. Uh, I'm hoping to. It, it's one of these weird things. I have to wake up at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. So I'm debating. It's like, how much am I going to hate myself Friday morning? But I should do it just well, to get the information. I will, I will tell you this. My name starts with S, Sexton. Oh, God. So if they go by alphabetical order, I'm probably going to be last. So. Oh, man. And, and you're my guy so far. <laughs> but uh, I would really love to see you there. Anybody listening in, uh, to this podcast or whatever uh, that wants all to be All 12 there. of us. <laughs> yeah, Not including right, my all, mom. All I don't even think she knows he exists. <laughs> but if you're interested, I would love to see you there. And if you are interested and you've heard this, uh, come up and introduce yourself to me and let me, let me talk to you. Uh, and anytime you want to call me back feel free to do so all right bill it's been great uh i'm hoping to crank this out tonight if that's good with you that'll be fine uh oh, good I, uh, really, I, I really appreciate it i, I don't care if i love this four i think you're listening. my new best friend <laughs> right we are friends <laughs> <laughs> so go on last comments and then we'll end it okay uh I need your support. I need people to vote for me. Uh, some of the, I'm, I'm really sincere about the things I've been talking about, but I need a lot of people to go out and vote for me because this is my first time running and I'm up against some popular incumbents and some really good people running. Uh, I don't want to say I'm better than any of them, but I would like to have that. There's three seats open, so you get three votes for commissioner. I'd just like to have one of them. And uh, that's basically... All I have the time to say. All right, brother. I I think we're in. Uh, love you. Have love fun you at me. your next engagement. And uh, I hope you'll be thinking about Mr. Fairchild here because I definitely will be thinking of you. All right. I will uh, I will mention to my son that I talked to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim. Yeah. Uh, he lives in Olympia, Washington. I've got some funny now. stories about him. Uh, maybe we can talk off air. Well, I might not want to hear any of those stories. I'm a dad, you know. <laughs> but he lives in uh, Olympia, Washington now. That's and, where he went off to. I wonder what happened to him. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been out there for years and probably will be out there for the rest of his life. Uh, I get maybe to see him a couple him times a year. With your uh, job uh, incentives. Do what? Maybe you can lure him back in with some of these job incentives. Well, we need more. Uh, we need more parks and things. He's a hacker and a he's a he's an earthy person. Uh, <laughs> how do you say that? I don't want to offend anybody out there. He's uh, a naturalist. No, I've actually advocated that uh, some another person that run for commissioner had said that we do need to expand on the tourism for Wilkes County. Oh yeah. And now, uh, now I'm dragging out the conversation, Bill. I know you have a place to go. 
you're thank you thank you're you very a good much. friend i like you love you i hope to have you on again you have a good evening all right bud? vote for me <laughs> vote for me vote Commit. for bill the <laughs> bill the thriller right here bill the thrill from trap hill <laughs> there we go bill the thrill from trap hill all right good night <laughs> thank bud. you bye